0: what is good everyone and welcome to just talk wrestling podcast my name is kyle and i'm here with dylan yeah yeah we have a loaded show for you guys today but as always we will break down the weekly shows going over any stories from all the different promotions listing our top five favorite stables of all time plus the dummy yeah moment of the week make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at wjtw19 and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? All right, Kyle. So, within
1: WWE, there's apparently backstage frustration with wrestlers and certain officials over how in books. We obviously are also kind of frustrated with that as well. Um, with the draft that just wrapped up, that becomes official after Crown Jewel, um, there is now only one tag team within the women's tag team division, and that mm-hmm. is the champions. Yeah. So they kind of booked themselves in a corner with that. There's no challengers established right now for those titles. You've said it before that division's kind of dead in the water. I agree with you. Uh, But that just kind of furthers the tension that is already going on within the company
0: about the women's division as a whole. I mean, and the, and the wrestling good. I mean, they're not giving them time. I mean, yeah. Well, all the matches combined for what, nine minutes. I mean, yeah. the, the first round matchups for queen of the ring, like you're, you're not going to establish a deep women's division. If you just give matches nine minutes total, which is almost as long as Roman's entrance. So yep. <laughs> that just shows like how much stock that they have in Roman and then how much stock they have in those women's division. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the worst things Dylan is that they only have four women that they like to push. Um, There's four horsewomen and I, they do like Bianca right now. I don't know if long-term they're going to have as much stock as right now, Um, but Shayna Baszler just deserves more. I'm that's that's the takeaway from this that I have Um, people like Liv Morgan. I don't think she's great in the ring, but she does deserve better than what she's getting now. Hmm. And I I don't know what you see in Carmella. I I just, I I don't see the talent. I I don't see any ring psychology from her storytelling. I just don't see an it factor in Carmel at all.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly frustrating. I mean, and, and you said like they only care about the four horse women, you've said that numerous times. But even that, it's not like it's booked great. I mean, there's just there, there's a booking issue across the board. Um, and they need to make a change and they need to make it fast because not not so long ago the women's division was the bright spot in WWE. And now it's an afterthought. And that's sad to me because they have a lot of talent there. They have the potential for that division to be some of the best in the world, but they just do nothing with it. And it's sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's their own fault because Avery Ripley, who's teamed with a mm-hmm. superhero. And mm-hmm. then they have Shayna who doesn't get enough time. And Natalia just lost. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, get to that. wrong. anyway, so, Dylan, my news story this week will focus on MLW. Uh, Dylan, we learned this week one of the best professional wrestlers today will be making his MLW debut this December in New York. Do you know who it is? Mm-mm. And his name, Dylan, is Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. This is huge for MLW. Getting another mainstream name for the product and absolutely getting new eyes on the product. Ospreay is still signed full-time due to New Japan, but doing a lot of work at MLW for late this year and early next. He'll be able to face guys like Byron Reed, Calvin Tankman, Alexander Hammerstone, Neil Mortes, and Davey Richards. So the future is bright for Ospreay and MLW because mm-hmm. of the matches that he can have.
1: Yeah, o- Ospreay was in the news recently, too, saying that he... <clears throat> if he went to AEW, he would just embarrass everybody. Like, like he's, he believes he's the best wrestler on the planet. A lot of people share that sentiment. Obviously most people say Kenny Omega. Um, He said he would embarrass Kenny Omega. His words, not mine. Um, I love Will Ospreay. And the thing is, is the dude's still like, he's still young. Mm -hmm. Like he's still got a lot. He still got a lot of wrestling ahead of him. And I think that's a big pickup for a company like MLW to kind of further cement them on the map they've already have it they already have a history of great wrestling and they're getting another one and he's going to put on banger after banger i mean that's what we've been accustomed to with will Ospreay, so i'm really excited about that
0: yeah i am too i think an mlw is hot right now so if you've mm-hmm. not checked out mlw whole oh, please do because it is it's great right now yeah um so don't we're going to segue into aew this week <clears throat> Um, Rampage was very strong. Um, CM Punk defeated Matt Seidel in singles action and Dylan. I hate to say it, well I don't hate to say it, but this was Punk's best match in oh, AEW yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean this was so good. I agree. Um it might Matt Seidel is so underrated, mm-hmm. it's like criminal at this point. Anyway, um Tay Conti pinned Santana Garrett. And you know, it was all right. Um, Men of the Year plus Junior Dos Santos defeated the Inner Circle. Um, Dynamite was also very solid. Uh, Malachi Black defeated Dante Martin. Um, Super Ranaas, or FTR, which was under the mask, um, defeated the Lucha Bros to become the new AAA Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan, or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, Defeated Bobby Fish in the main event, but Dylan, I want to segue back to Rampage in our match of the week, which was Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, and mm-hmm. wow, uh, this used to be Dylan's kind of match until he likes the New Age Outlaws, so it's kind of more of mine now. Oh my God! Um, anyway, these two <laughs> chopped each other back and forth. It was nasty. The forearm by Suzuki, I thought, literally knocked out Brian. Cold. It was brutal. Uh, this was a twenty-minute war as Danielson defeated Suzuki. Dylan, this is probably the best natural. Rampage has ever produced to this point. This is just further
1: cementing how stupid WWE is for letting Brian Danielson walk, like he's one of the best workers in the world, and. Dude, I, I, I'm still speechless about it. I mean, this was stiff. It was hard hitting. Um, I want to kind of bounce back a little bit what you said about the punk match. I agree with that sentiment, too. That was by far his best match he's had since coming back. Um, I think him and Seidel had great chemistry. But Brian Danielson, it's just been banger after banger with him in AEW. And we knew it would be that way. And Mm -hmm. I hate to make this about WWE again, but it's like, it's frustrating that they could have had that and they don't. And that's, I I, I love it for Brian because now he's, he's doing what he loves on a big scale and he's fucking killing it. And to wrestle a guy like Suzuki, I mean, the dude's a fucking legend. It's, ah, I've, I've actually rewatched the match a few times since it happened. It's great. It's, It's that good. And it was on free TV. It's like, come yep. on.
0: It's so free uh, TV. It was, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Anyway, just one quick thing about WWE. Remember, WWE is about sports entertainment, not about professional wrestling. Yeah, so, I've got something about them later, too. Daniel Bryan, did he, or I mean, at the time, he just doesn't fit what they want to do, Dylan. And it, mm-hmm. it's sad because it's all character-driven. It's not about the wrestling, which it should be. But yeah. um, All right, Dylan, uh, we will get into you with the uh, WWE news. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. All right. Uh, Monday Night Raw, Kyle.
1: So we had Big E and Drew McIntyre uh, lose to the Usos via disqualification. Okay. We had uh, Xavier Woods defeat Ricochet in a King of the Ring tournament match. Okay. Uh, the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander defeated Ali and Mansoor. <sighs> Apparently, Ali and Mansoor are no longer a thing because they're about to have a match at Crown Jewel. Fun fact. Who cares? Exactly. Uh, Shannon Baszler. Very single handedly defeated Dana Brooke. It was a landslide. Good. Uh, Austin Theory defeated Jeff Hardy in singles action. Cool. Uh, your guy, Jinder Mahal, defeated Kofi Kingston in their Wait, King I Ring tournament? I didn't know that.
0: Yep. Wait, Hard Body won? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, they could have had the New Day, but okay. That's fine with me. I know. So we were wrong on our prediction.
1: Uh, Dewdrop defeated Natalia in their. <laughs> Get her out of match. there. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair defeated uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair via DQ. Who cares? Uh, Monday Night Raw also featured an in-ring promo by Bobby Lashley, kind of hyping the Goldberg match uh, for Crown Jewel. And then, obviously, there were tournament matches, which I just touched on. Uh, but that was, unfortunately,
0: Monday Night Raw, which Tony Tony Khan said sucked. It, it did, but <laughs> the, the best thing that came from it, Dylan, was the uh, Bobby Lashley-Goldberg buildup. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, Bobby, I, I, I said it while he was
1: champion, I'll say it again, like he's been one of the few bright spots about WWE, and mm-hmm. they, they made him look like a million bucks, to be honest. I, nothing, I, no, nothing away from Goldberg, because he's held up his end too. Yeah, I just, I'm just i happy this isn't for the title, it, yeah. makes me, it makes me like Goldberg a little more, but anyway, yeah. uh, Tony Khan said Raw fucking sucked, and um, it kind of did, but there were some highlights. Moving on to Kyle's favorite show in wrestling, NXT 2.0. I got something to say about it as soon as you're done. with go on. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to try and breeze through this. I actually didn't write down every match because a lot of them were no Uh We did get Tommaso Ciampa defeating Joe Gacy in singles action. Zion <laughs> Quinn picked up a win over Malik Blade. Uh, Vaughn Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly, which seems to be a tag team now,
0: oh, no. uh, defeated
1: Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne. <laughs> Uh, Ridge Holland, by the way, on his way to the main roster. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Duke Hudson defeated Grayson Waller. <laughs> now, here's kind of like the big deal. Uh, Swerve Scott defeated Santos Escobar to retain the North American title. However, after the match, Swerve Scott was attacked by Carmelo Hayes, who signed his contract that he won after the breakout tournament, which gave him a title match of any kind, any time. He signed it, defeated Swerve Scott, and he is now the new North American champion. Uh, give me your thought before we move on to SmackDown.
0: Uh, I mean, we we, till when we knew that Swerve Scott had to drop the title, right? Because he's on the way right. to SmackDown. Um, and when he didn't, or when uh, Santos didn't win, I'm like, okay. But yeah. then I was like, wait a minute, that guy still has a like, contract for a match. So I kind of expected a lot of people didn't. I like Carmelo Hayes. Um, it's just what NXT produces right now. I don't care, and I'm, mm-hmm. it's not going to make me watch.
1: I mean, I, I like Carmelo Hayes. It's just like, like you said, it's just a, a byproduct of what we're getting. I remember a couple weeks ago, I said it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. I still agree with that, but it's far from what we were getting. So I can understand why people are frustrated with the new NXT product but I like Carmelo Hayes and I think he'll be a great North American champion. And I understand why Swerve Scott had to drop it. However, before we move on to SmackDown, um, why couldn't they have had like a bigger match? I get it gives you like the heel, um, thing with, with cashing in your, it, this was like seemingly a money in the bank cash in almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would have liked to see Hayes and Scott have a proper match. Cause I think that would have been great. Um, But I understand the tactic and why they did it that way, and obviously Scott had to drop it. But do you think they should have had a more legit singles match, or are you okay with how it went down?
0: They can have one next week. I mean, it's not that big a deal for me, honestly. Well, no,
1: remember the right after Crown Jewel, all the draft picks go into effect. So, Swerve Scott, I mean, that's Thursday. So, I mean, I guess they could have one Tuesday. Yeah. They could have No, and then they won't. They'll just act like it didn't
0: happen. So I just don't care about it. Um, I know you don't. So, don't before we move on. Yeah. So, not only has NXT 2.0 has dropped ratings again. Mm-hmm. They have lowered in their target market. And they've gotten stronger in the 60-year-old department. So, they're doing well there. Yeah, my grandma loves it. Um, I just... All right, Don't I'm going to be honest with you. So, you, you do these results every week. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get it. It's WWE. Don't, unfortunately, it's not going to lead to anything. Because I am not watching anything they do. I'm not watching takeovers. I'm not watching specials. I'm not watching the weekly show. I'm not watching anything that this product puts on. So, if you want to keep doing these, you know, the, the results for NXT, that's totally fine. But I am not... Reacting to any takeover BS that they want to put on, I I'm not doing it. I can't do it.
1: All right, guys, you heard it here. Better better uh put a put a flag on the 14 minute 38 second mark. Kyle no longer reacting to NXT takeover, so it's the end of an era. We're no longer doing takeover reactions, guys.
0: Next. <laughs> anyway,
1: Friday night SmackDown. All right. Finn Balor defeated Sami Zayn in their King of the Ring tournament match. So, Balor's moving on. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Balor looked better than Zayn, I thought, in this match. And the right winner won. Um, We got an in-ring return of Sonya Deville. She defeated Naomi. However, Naomi thought it would be a singles match. Deville said it's a handicap match. And Shayna Baszler is actually the one who did all the work beat the shit out of Naomi, and DeVille gets the pin.
0: This could be good. Yeah, this
1: is I've, – I've, if I'm not mistaken, Kyle, this might be the first, like, real storyline I think Naomi's been a part of. I don't and care I about Naomi. Right, but I think it's going really well. Her yeah. little thing with with Sonya. Now you're adding Baszler in the mix. I think it can be very intriguing. Uh, anyway, Selena Vega defeated Carmella in their tournament match. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, The Usos defeated the Street Profits in tag action. Sasha Banks also defeated Becky Lynch in singles action. Uh, Also on SmackDown, we got the contract signing between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns.
0: Hmm.
1: So their universal title match is official. People raved about this segment. Brock being the face for the first time in I can't remember how long is kind of like a breath of fresh air. Um, I didn't watch it. I I watched the, the replay of it. And people actually really like this segment. The the dynamic with with Paul not kinda of like being torn on who he should side with. Obviously mm-hmm. he's with Roman, he's holding Roman's belt. I see a swerve coming. I see Paul going with Brock. Unfortunately that means Brock's probably gonna win the title, but Unfortunately, that's good. Kyle, I'm not a big fan of part time champions. I'm sorry. Really not. Um but I like Brock, so I mean If he wins, I'm not going to cry about it like I would if it was Goldberg. Uh, We also got a promo with Edge saying that he will uh, scar the soul of Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. Um, I sound like a broken record. Every time Edge cuts a promo, it's by far the highlight of the show. It has been since he came back. Um, And him and Rollins are going to tear the fucking house down at Crown Jewel. I just hate the fact that I have to watch Crown Jewel to watch it. And then we have to react to it next week. But I'm really, really stoked for that match. Everything else that happens is kind of, eh. Yeah. It's just kind of like kinda, how I yeah. feel right now. I'm fucking sick. I'm yeah, sick on pay-per-view. Sick. Yeah, I am.
0: And it's because of WWE. They make me sick. But uh, anyway, that was SmackDown. Um, I watched a little bit of SmackDown, the highlights. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. exciting here. Um, what's Chauncey Blackheart doing? I don't know. Nothing. I, 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 was, I was just curious. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's WWE in a nutshell. There's just not a lot going on. But, uh, yeah. John, are you ready for the Indies with Kyle? Yeah, WWE is physically making me sick. <clears throat> if, if you can't hear it, guys. All right. Go gone. Move on. Move on. So this week, I will be highlighting Rocky Mountain Pro Charge Wrestling never heard of this you're making it up episode 258 you're making this this up (laughs) yeah so dylan this week um atiba defeated porter blake in a very entertaining opener uh three ring circus defeated legion in tag action uh i'm gonna keep my eye on legion because i think they could be big one day they got kind of like this old school they got like goat and bird's mask kind of like the old Wyatt family they
1: mm-hmm. just got this
0: old rundown look I love them legion from uh, Rocky Mountain Pro charge wrestling keep an eye on him anyway um in our main event um Oren Vett went one-on-one with Echo and Dylan this match started on fire Echo nailed Oren with a spinning knee strike to the face that looked nasty Orn came back with a one-arm vertical suplex. I just love how competitive and back and forth this match was. The two exchanged strong chops and reversed every maneuver. It seemed like the other tried. In the end, Echo ended up pinning Oren for the win. This match was very, very good. Now I was just impressed by the promotion, uh, the promos, the backstage segments, the matches, which is very well done. It kind of it looked like it took place in like this middle of this. Honestly, it looked kind of like a mall, and mm. there was just people around it. Um, there wasn't a ton of people, but it was good. It was it was interesting. It was it was new, and I liked it. Um, you can catch this promotion Tuesday nights, uh, Fight TV, nine p.m. Eastern. And uh, this is definitely not the last time I'll be watching them. You know. Okay,
1: let's talk about something real quick. Yes, I've talked about numerous times how I really look forward to your indie segment. Yeah, I've said it on the show. I want to give the viewers a little insight. Every time Kyle brings up a promotion that I deem seemingly fake because I've never heard the name and it's the longest fucking name I've ever heard of, Kyle doesn't understand how hard it is for me to find their tags on social media and logos online to post them in the Instagram page. <laughs> so now he's hitting me with Rocky Mountain Pro Charge Wrestling, is that what you said?
0: Yes, sir. Yep.
1: <laughs> every time every time Kyle brings out one of these companies, I'm not dogging the company, but like god, it's so fucking hard to find their tags and stuff, like making sure they're <laughs> I'm tagging the right people.
0: No, those, those, they'll be, um, they're going to be pretty easy. I, I looked them up last night, and they're, they're pretty easy to find, and they have logos online, so that won't be too, too hard. I just felt bad when I did Catalyst Wrestling a couple of months ago. Yeah,
1: dude, this is, I, I, I look forward to the segment, but I don't look forward to the research I have to do after the segment to properly tag them in the show.
0: I actually, um, this was actually one of my my top ones I've done since this segment, this was really, really good. And I'm very excited for next week too. So, um, so yeah, so catch them Tuesday nights by TV, 9 PM Eastern. Um, all right. So Dylan, we're gonna segue in the hot take a week. Would you like to start?
1: Let me sip my water here. So I don't die. Yeah, I got all some right. too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news for everyone. Oh, I hate to be the guy. I hate to be this guy. But I'm going to be it. Okay. So, Kyle, Gable Stevenson is being hyped up.
0: To be the greatest of all time and better than Kurt Angle. Yep.
1: Yep. (laughs) We know the career path he's on.
0: Yep. He's He's going to be pushed to the moon.
1: Yes. Olympic gold medalist. He gets drafted to Raw before he's even on TV. (sighs) Gable Stevenson is not going to be Kurt Angle, guys. No. He is going to be a bust. I hate to say it. I don't wish ill will on the guy. I, I hope he succeeds, but he will not be Kurt Angle. So quit with the comparison. I just, I, I don't, I, look, I get it. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Kurt was an Olympic gold medalist. Kurt went from the Olympics to WWE. That is what this guy's doing. But there was just something about Kurt that this guy doesn't have. It's this little thing we like to call. Yes. It's the little thing, though, that we like to call the it factor. Mm -hmm. Gable Stevenson does not have that. Kurt did. And Kurt still does. If he was in better health, the dude could still put on banger matches. I don't see the hype behind Gable Stevenson. He should have gone to UFC, to be completely honest. I don't know what his like combat is, but like with the wrestling background, I feel like that would've fit better. because um, Daniel Cormier was also a, a great wrestler before moving to the UFC. Gable Stevenson is gonna be a bust
0: in WWE guys.
1: So quit I, quit with the hype.
0: I agree. I agree with you. Uh, they have just they're gonna shove him down our throats and mm-hmm they're just going to push him over actual good wrestlers. Now, I'm not saying this guy's not going to be good, because he could be, mm-hmm. but I agree. He doesn't have a nit factor. I've heard him talk a couple times. He, he doesn't have a lot of charisma to him, um, but Vince is going to be like, yeah, I'm pushing him, and, you know, in a couple of years, he's going to be running that main event scene. It's going to be Roman, Braun Breaker, and <laughs> Stevenson as the guys in the company. Yeah, I know. And I'm not like, joking. It's going to be them, those three.
1: And the thing about Kurt is, I mean, you're talking about how Gable doesn't have like great charisma. Kurt oozed charisma. Oh yeah, that's the it's thing. Like, early. Everything he did was with confidence, even early on in his career, uh, when people kind of were like, "eh," about him. Like the dude just oozed confidence, oozed charisma, mm-hmm. and he had the it factor that I don't think Gable has. Oh,
0: I'd so love Kurt, I, I,
1: I don't see. The hype. Other than the guy who won an Olympic gold medal, I know that's hard to do, and I applaud him for that. But it's not going to work in WWE. They can't use the same formula and
0: expect it to work because it won't. It's not, it's, just, it's not going to, but they're still going to do it. Just going to try. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it'll click. I don't either. Um, all right, Don. So my hot take of the week is a little different this week. Um, it's not something I usually talk about, but I'm going to this week. So Dylan... ROH has been stuck recently and they're just not getting a lot of media attention, especially since impact MLW stardom, AAW are getting hype. The uh, headlines right now, it just feels like they need a change to get people talking about the product. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. So yeah. my, my hot take is that even though I love bandido as the ROH world champion, I love him. I love his look. I love him in ring. I just think they need someone new to get the headlines and get people talking about the product. So, Dylan, my hot take is that the man who should beat Bandito for their ROH title is EC3, but with his manager, Dixie Carter. I think Dixie Carter in to manage EC3 would be something new and something that ROH needs. He is, by this point, a household name, and putting the title on him as a heel could get eyes on the product. And don't, I, I don't mean this current character. I mean him going back to the spoiled brat gimmick. Mm-hmm. Not 100% from TNA, putting their own twist on it, but I mean just this spoiled, like, Dixie brings in new guys to help him. Uh, Dixie gets power in ROH just being that slimy character that she was when she was in power in TNA I think bringing a more gimmicky champion just right now could boost ratings and then rush Bandito and those guys could Brody King they could take the title back but right now I think if you get heel heat like Dixie Carter and EC3 I think that puts eyes on the product what do you think Um, I think our show's
1: about to get canceled because you just named one of the blacklisted names in wrestling for someone who didn't do anything wrong. How dare you talk about Dixie Carter in a positive light (laughs) on our show, Kyle? Wrestling (laughs) fans fucking hate Dixie Carter.
0: Yeah, I know. She didn't do anything
1: wrong. They just hate her. Well, Um, this is what I I mean. uh, Yeah, I I agree, though. Um, It would give ROH a good shot in the arm, which I think they need right now with all these other promotions. Like you mentioned, kind of coming out of the woodwork and putting on great show after great show, um, and stealing all the headlines. Um, I like EC3. <laughs> Excuse me. I like his current character, uh, but I did prefer the like spoiled brat gimmick from TNA. I will say. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think it could work. Uh, but God, Dixie Carter. <laughs> That gets I, don't know if I, I don't know if I want to see Dixie Carter on my screen anymore. That's the thing. That,
0: that gets heights on the product, though, don't it? Like, it gets people
1: talking now. It would. It would definitely steal back some headlines if Dixie Carter. It, I mean, since she left TNA, has she done anything? I don't believe so. No, she did like a random WWE documentary. I remember that about mm-hmm. AJ Styles. Um, Which was good. I haven't seen her appear in any wrestling promotion. I haven't no. seen her in the news, so who knows? Yeah, maybe bringing her back into the fold for something would definitely uh, steal back some headlines. Regardless of she's involved or not, EC three,
0: I would love as ROH world champion.
1: Regardless, yeah.
0: ROH is it, it's not a bad product right now. It's not; they just need a little extra fire, right? Now. Yeah, it's back and a TV deal, like a mainstream TV deal, is obviously going to help them. But EC three for right now, I think would be uh with Dixie Carter would be a great option. I EC3, really like writing that one down
1: too. Yeah, E C three could one. probably help them get a major T V deal, if I'm being honest. I mean he's I, I think he's I think he's still a big star. Um he just needs to find find and a just, home,
0: basically. Yeah. And um yeah. this was actually one of my favorite hot takes that I've done. Honestly. I think uh I was, I was very happy with this one, but... Um, I just all right, can't Dylan. believe you brought up Dixie Carter's fucking name. <laughs> all oh, right, man. Dylan. We will now get into our top five favorite stables of all time. Remember, this is not who we think are the best, but these are our favorites. Now, we will still have to give reasons why they are our favorite, but Dylan, especially you have been super excited for this segment. Mm-hmm. So, before you start with number five, would you like to uh, name two honorable mentions that just missed your list? Yeah, so I actually wrote down five, but I'll dwindle that
1: down to two. Um, yeah. So, the New Day did not make my list, um, but it's hard to it's hard to go against the impact that they've had on WWE's products in the tag division. They're... Oh, God, they're what, so like accomplished. Six, six seven-time tag champions or something like that. Um, multiple singles titles as well. Um, Big E's been an Intercontinental Champion, now WWE Champion. Kofi was WWE Champion. Even though they're on separate brands, they still claim that they're like a group. Um, they just do their own thing. But it's, it's hard to ignore the impact that new day had with wwe and still has to this day um another stable quote unquote it it, stable with this group is kind of loose um but more recently obviously they've been lumped together all the time uh the elite yep uh the reason why they didn't make my list is even though these guys have all been friends for many many years and have tagged or teamed together in um, other promotions. They've never really been fully like a st- like it. There, there's kind of that gray area where like they're a group, but they're not a group. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. They're kind yeah. of multiple groups lumped together. Like you have the young bucks who are tag champions. You have Omega and callous um, who have been partnered together for Omega's heel run. And he's still on um, Adam Cole brought it. I mean, like it's kind of a, a collection of guys who are all friends and now they're they're, They have a label, I guess. Mm -hmm. They're known as the Elite. Um, But even in this quote-unquote short time, even though they've been a thing for many, many years, um, their impact on AEW's product is incredible. And I I think the reason why I left them off the list is because they really haven't been given that tag until these last couple months, to be honest. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Because uh, everyone was all in different promotions and doing their own things until now they're all under the same umbrella. They finally were able to give them that tag. But um, Yep. And also guys were part of other groups, too, that had different names, which we'll touch on later. But those are my two honorable mentions that just missed the list. I wanted to put the lead on here so bad, but I have reasons for the other five. So uh, all right. give me yours. Um,
0: so quickly with mine um... – so my, my first honorable mention, Dylan, is actually Candy Crush. So Candy Crush was a stable in Stardom mm-hmm. that um, consisted of Chelsea, Kojuma, and Kyrie Sain or Kyrie Hojo in Stardom. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the dynamic and just the the bright the brightness of this team. They're so mm-hmm. accomplished. They've had. They had bangers, you know. For they were only together for a year, Dylan. So it's hard to say they had tons and tons of bangers. But they just, whenever they were in the ring, they you know they went against Dark Angel. They went against. They were tag team champions. They just had a, such a big impact in a short amount of time. Stardom just doesn't give it enough credit for the teams that they make. So Candy Crush Dylan definitely won my. But just didn't make the list. Um, Another one was Legacy from WWE, Uh, Mm -hmm. Randy, Cody, and Ted. Especially the group that were young stars. I I loved Ted DiBiase's theme back in the day. Oh Um, yeah, it 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 just worked, and I I loved them. So uh, Dylan, would you like to go on number five and get us started? All right, number five.
1: They were heels.
0: They okay. changed
1: the wrestling business when they all got together. There's no denying that. Um, they also had a very weird ending where they had fucking 20 people in the group, it seemed like, at one point. But I want to mm-hmm. talk about the core three, and that's why they make my number five. The yep. New World Order, the NWO. You can't, you can't discredit what they did to not only WCW back in the 90s, but wrestling as a whole, like it was the kickoff of the attitude era. Basically we got heel Hulk Hogan for the first time since like 75 or something like that. Um, cause he was always booked as the superhero. Um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash going over from WWE, bringing in Hogan, forming this group. I mean, people were throwing trash in the ring. They were throwing bottles. They were throwing food in the ring when this group formed. Um, And Hogan, like I mentioned, was always portrayed as the babyface superhero, much like John Cena was. Um, And to get that much heat and that much hate, which granted, people don't like Hulk Hogan to begin with, so it's probably easy to boo him. But Mm -hmm. um, to kind of see that dynamic change and kind of forcing WWE to do something different too, it's hard to go against that. It was a big boom in wrestling at the time, the late 90s. Um, And they were kind of at the forefront of it until Steve Austin got big in WWE and, you know, kind of took the torch back. But they were dominating the Monday Night Wars until Mm -hmm. WWE made a couple changes to match what they were doing. And it was in large part due to the NWO and the fact that, like, Bischoff was seemingly behind it. So we had this. We had this heel persona on t v too which if I'm not mistaken, he was kind of the heel authority figure before Mr. McMahon. I think Vince did it better, but um yeah it's it's just hard to go against what n w o did keeping the belt on hogan. they spray painted the belt like they were renegades, basically, and then they added fucking half the roster to their group, and it just got really watered down and they split in half, and then it got weird, but the core three, especially the beginning of it, dude, they were so fucking good because it was so different at the time. Mm-hmm. It was edgy, and uh, people ate it up, and they dominated the Monday Night Wars, like I said, uh, for the early part of it. So but
0: that's number five. That uh, Yeah, that stable has um, definitely got this mark on history, and mm-hmm. uh, people just ate it up, like you said. They just loved the edginess, and uh, I, I mean, they're not on my list. But uh, I definitely know why you put them on there. They were mm-hmm. cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that pick. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Dome. so my number five is a stable that wasn't around for too long, but their style was so unique. And in this team, you're either a prospect or patched in. Do you know who I'm talking about? You're not talking about aces and eights, are you? My number five is TNAs, Aces, and Eights. Yeah. I just loved the vibe of Aces and Eights. A group of masked wrestlers and an outlaw motorcycle club. They have the leather jackets, the cutoff. You know, it was so unique. These guys were just badasses. The president of the group was Bully Ray with Vice President Mr. Anderson. Other names in the group Devon, Taz, Wes Briscoe, Ivelisse for a night, Adilo Brown, Nux, or Mike Knox. Uh, one of Dylan's favorites of all time. <laughs> right. I, I, I love the promo packages of them just hanging out. Discussing their next move, drinking alcohol, you know, smoking cigars. It was just such a cool idea mm-hmm. that they had. And it was, it was amazing. I love the Aces and Ace war with the main event. Mafia. Um, their uh, lethal lockdown match with Team TNA at the time when Eric was Yen- kind of the leader, I guess. Serious. Even though I'm serious, like, I love how serious it was. I love how dominant the group was until they split. And just their short impact, it it was great. I, I loved everything about them. I loved the backstage um, attacks that they did, in rings. attacks. They just wanted to basically... Make the whole roster vanish. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was really cool seeing them all mask at the same time, Mr. Anderson um, and uh, Boy Ray kind of fighting to be the president of the group. But uh, in that short amount of time, they definitely had enough impact to make my number five.
1: Yeah, they, that was like 2011, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They,
1: that storyline with Aces and Eights carried TNA in 2011 and seeing yep. all the different faces that tried to overpower them. The thing I like about Aces and Eights is they were original, but you could also see the influences of other groups um, like Nexus, like mm-hmm. you know even some elements of the NWO, how the group just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so I like that they pulled some of those influences, but they kept it original. The fact that everyone was masked for the first part of it, the fact that you didn't know who the leader of the Aces and Eights were, because uh, Bully Ray wasn't announced as the leader or the president until later on in the storyline. Yes. So, like, you didn't even know who was behind it. And you didn't know who was in it. So it was very different. Because uh, with all these other heel factions and heel stables that we've seen in wrestling, or stables in general, their faces are exposed. You know who's who. Yeah. Like I mentioned, like, Nexus, you knew who all those people were. NWO, you knew who those people were. The fact that Aces and Ace for the first part of it were unmasked and like when they were getting unmasked kind of one by one, it was a big fucking deal. I remember watching TNA back then and it was like someone would lose a match or a singles match and they have to be unmasked or whatever or they would just get jumped and a mask would be pulled off. It was like who's under the mask. Granted, some of the names were kind of underwhelming, but just that intrigue of who are these people Mm -hmm. um, was was enough to keep me invested back then. See, so yeah, I like to pick. It's definitely uh, definitely one that I didn't think of
0: when Really, I
1: was, when I was doing this. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I like to pick. All right, number four, Dylan. All right. Now, I know you're going to love this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you better
1: love this one. More recent one. They definitely carried the brand that they <laughs> were a part of for many, many years Gosh. until being split, and now everyone's all doing their own thing now. But – They held every title on their brand, Kyle, at one point. Yeah. It is the Undisputed Era from the good run of NXT. So Adam Cole, North American champion, world champion during his time in the Undisputed Era. O'Reilly and Fish were tag champions. Um, Roger Strong got added a little later after the group formed. And that four-piece fucking dominated nxt Mm -hmm. uh they were part of every war games match um up until obviously now they won't be considering they're not all together anymore and most of them aren't even in the company um but god it's just it's hard to like they were instant impact from night one when they jumped drew mcintyre at takeover new york um putting the original three together, adding Roger strong later on in a war games match, which is still one of the coolest, coolest turns in recent history, how he strong jumped his partner and then put on the the wristband,
0: Beat the armband. band.
1: Yep. And it was so fucking cool and so well done and adding strong to the fold, just further cemented how good this team was. Um, and then even like after they broke up, we got the banger matches of Cole O'Reilly at numerous takeovers. Good God, um, that first one. they went they went from heels to faces, back to heels, back to faces. Like they they turned quite a bit, and they were still entertaining. Didn't matter if they were a face group, didn't matter if they were a heel group. I think they were better as a heel, but I just I'm a sucker for heels in wrestling, so that's why I think that. Um, but God, they were so fucking good. Now, you know. Uh, Strong's Cruiserweight Champion. Fish is an AEW. Cole's an AEW. O'Reilly is uh, doing something. I don't know, but uh, when these four were together, it was so fucking good. Um, I know you agree with this sentiment, so please just give me your quick thoughts. Well,
0: I was say, my number four is also the Undisputed So There we go. I ran into it. You said the of this faction, it's just it's undeniable. It's I mean, and Dylan, the, the most impressive thing about it is the work rate of all four guys mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the confidence Triple H had in these guys, I mean, you just you just don't see that. You just they he just said, "All right, you four, you go out and you carry." Mm-hmm. Gargano, your thing era, you do your thing and you guys are going to lead this brand. And mm-hmm. he gave them the keys and they just drove off. I mean, they, dude, it was, it was special. It was one of the best things WWE has ever done in my opinion. Yep. Um, you know, you said about the dominance, um, fish O'Reilly dominated that tag team division for over a year. Uh, great matches with the street. And, a lot of different teams. Roger Strong We go in the mid-card scene, North American title, as did Cole. Um, he held the NXT title. And I think the best ladder match in the history of professional wrestling uh, was that opening night mm-hmm. for the North American title at Cole. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, the the work rate of these guys don't, like I said, are unmatched. In the teamwork aspect about each guy, just really stuck out. They wouldn't always interfere in each other's matches. They would just let the skills do the talking. Yeah. You, you said the multiple war games match, they all ruled. And the Triss Triple H had in them. It, it's what made NXT so special. Um, I mean, it's a joke now, but what it was, it was, it was amazing. So uh, Undisputed Era, number four.
1: Yeah, it's, they, they were great. Um, and yeah, they weren't, always, they weren't always the focal point of the show. But no matter what segment they were a part of or storyline, like, you had to tune in. That's the thing. Yeah, um, They were just that good. But, yeah, I love the fact that we each had that on, their, on our list. In the same spot, too. All right, Dylan, number three. We're starting to get nitty gritty here. <clears throat> number three, Kyle. Definitely a more recent one, too. Um, and a group that's still together. They've gone okay. from heel to face. Um, they've been a focal point of this product, of this brand, since its inception, almost. Um, multiple guys in the group, all of which are fucking studs. I don't know who you're saying. It's the inner circle. Yeah. I love the inner circle. Chris Jericho is a fucking genius. I've loved him since day one, since I got into wrestling. Uh, Sammy Guevara is one of the brightest young stars in wrestling. We've said it numerous times on this show. Um, adding a guy like Jake Hagar, who has legit MMA background and amateur wrestling background. Uh, kind of giving him a career revival also like Santana Ortiz, like, like there's so many like good elements about this group. They started as heels. They're now faces. Um, They've been a very, very big bright spot with AEW since AEW formed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jericho's been Jericho was the first major star. I think the company signed out. I mean, Kenny Omega is a bigger star, but as far as mainstream appeal,
0: he had more. Yep.
1: Like these guys were wrestling in Japan that a lot of people didn't see, at least the mainstream audience didn't see. So bringing Jericho in the fold and then giving him a group like this. Um, so good. We had MJF come in and then leave and form his own group. Um, and love. then that, that whole, that whole feud um, between the two parties were, were incredible. And even though they're still relatively new,
0: but the inner circle being at number three, I love it.
1: Um, so what's your yeah. number three?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I like that pick. I like the inner circle. Team. Um, every time I just think of the inner circle, I think back to um, the Orange Cassidy, the feud, and he dropped orange juice on <laughs> him. <laughs> Cassidy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said how
1: much his suit was. And, yeah, but like, not only, not uh, only were they so like, funny, they, were, they were like a great serious team, like if they needed to be, but they're also funny as hell. And I think that's mm. just how Jericho is and that's how good he is. And everyone else just kind of picked up on
0: it. I love it. Um, all right, Don. So my number three is not the inner circle. My number three okay. is a team that I don't know how you're going to take I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it. So, my number three is a team that no one talks about enough, but the violence that they brought to their brand was so memorable. And how much they represented their hometown and where they came from was always one of my favorite aspects about the team. Don't you know who I'm talking about? Um, I'm going to guess and say you're about to say LAX. No. Okay. It is not LAX. My number three. Is OVE Ohio versus everything. Okay. The group consisted of leader Sammy Callahan, Dave mm-hmm. and Jake Christ, and eventually Madman Fulton, all from similar areas in Ohio, so it made it really cool. Callahan was this cult leader that wanted to inflict chaos in impact wrestling, but he also wanted people to feel the wrath of violence these guys lashed out. I love the Midwestern look these guys had with the Rugged Clothes, mm-hmm. their theme song, Ohio, is for Killers. It just fit the gimmick so well. Jake and Dave Chris looked up to Callahan as their savior and would do anything to serve him, which at a time, during Impact Wrestling, you know, two seventeen, two thousand eighteen, 2018, around there, I, this was the best thing in the company, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, putting Fulton in the mix for dominance made the team unstable unstoppable. Kellyanne held the Impact title. Uh, the Crist uh, held the tag titles for over 150 days, and Jake even won the X-Division title. Um, quick note, Jake Christ had a fatal five-way ladder match, which he lost the X-Division title to Ace Austin. If you have not seen that match, oh my gosh, it is amazing. Look, please <laughs> go check that out. Anyway, um, so they definitely had their time with gold. This team would last around three years or so. Um, Dave Chris is no longer in the company. Um, Madman Fulton's with Ace, but, you know, they had the 51-50 street fight against LAX. Sammy's match with Tessa, which, you know, OVE definitely got um, involved with as well. They were just fantastic. But the thing I loved about them is Sammy was the cult leader, but he did mm-hmm. anything to help his brothers win. Like, he would go help them. It wasn't just the other way around. Even putting right. forks in opponents' flesh, he would do anything to help them. I, I loved everything they did. What's for the state of Ohio? I, I love this team. OVE is my number three.
1: I like to pick. I like to pick. My, my family's from Ohio. They're all big fans. Yeah. No, they have, they have no idea. Oh. They know <laughs> who they um, But, no, I like to pick, and I like the fact – God, I'm fucking sick. Um, (laughs) Definitely a team that I forgot about, if I'm going to be honest with you, Hmm. Um, when I was going through my list and and coming up with names. But um, really, really dig it. We love Sammy Callahan. I knew. I I, I had a gut feeling. Like, I I forgot about the team, Mm -hmm. but I was like, it, it, there was something in the back of my mind I'm like Sammy Callahan was a part of something and Kyle's gonna fucking bring it up
0: <laughs> cause <laughs> yep.
1: like I, I like we're we're suckers for Sammy Callahan we love him
0: the, the um, guy's so good
1: yeah and I remember his his storyline with with Tessa it's all kind of coming back to me um his storyline with Tessa and how they like got involved but also it was about like it was it was a singles feud too and I like the fact that even though they were involved they weren't if that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. um and how you said Sammy, even though he was the leader, but it wasn't always about him. It was, it was about the group, and yep. I, I dug that a lot. So, yeah, I like the pick.
0: All right, Dylan, um, we're, we're really starting to get in here. Number two, who is your number two? I'm going to get some heat, probably the fact that this isn't my number one. Um, it's a group
1: that has been around for, I don't know, it feels like a
0: decade now. Wait, hold on. Before you go on, was it the team of uh, Beth Phoenix, Santino, and Vladimir Kozlov?
1: Well, now there's no point of even getting my fucking reasoning. <laughs> uh,
0: well, there you go, guys. <laughs> no, it is not. They're number one. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm. you're probably going to give me some heat the fact that I didn't make this team my number one. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Um. They've been around for, it feels like a decade, like I said. Um, They've had multiple different members, different leaders, but I'm just going to go right to it. My number two, Kyle, is the Bullet Club. Yeah, And here's here's why. So even though they've cycled through members and cycled through leaders, um, let's just list some of the names that have been part of the Bullet Club or leaders of the Bullet Club. Yes, sir. Uh, we have Prince Devitt, now known as Finn Balor. Yep. Um, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks, uh, Gallows and Anderson, mm-hmm. and many, many more. I'm not going to list everyone. Just those names alone, it's just, it, there's like a wow factor about it. And they have always, 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 always been at the forefront of new Japan um, and their impact has leaked in every company that these other guys have gone gallows and Anderson teamed with styles in WWE you have Omega and the young bucks um, who are in AEW as the elite Um, Finn Balor is a multiple time or has been a world champion in WWE since leaving the bullet club leaving new Japan he's been multiple time NXT champion Um, he's been a champion elsewhere. Um, A lot of people say that they're, like, gimmick infringing when they do the little, like, wolf pack sign. Mm -hmm. And everyone, like, yeah, they they, they get shots for that, but shut the fuck up. Everyone in wrestling gimmick infringes. Get over it. Um, And it's okay. Uh, But, yeah, the Bullet Club being number two. Multiple world champions, like I said, across the board multiple different leaders, all of which were stellar performers, not only in the ring, but like styles was already a fucking stud when he got to new Japan. Mm-hmm. Like he was already an established guy. And when he became the leader, like that was a big deal. Um, and like I said, all the other guys, they, they, they built them up and then they went elsewhere. And that's really why people leave the bullet club, quote unquote. It's not because they're getting like kicked out or like storyline purposes. So yeah, they, got, they, they got signed somewhere mm-hmm. and there's only one way to get them out of the group and it's kind of kicked them out. Um, but it's just been kind of like a revolving door and everyone who's been a part of it. I'm sorry. I don't see a lot of weak spots in their history. You can go through all the names and it's like, okay, yep. They've done something good elsewhere or they did something good there or, oh yeah, no, he, he became a world champion after like, there's not a lot of down points in bullet clubs history, if I'm not mistaken. And you could find their merch anywhere. Like, you could go on Hot Topic right now, probably, and buy a Bullet Club shirt if you really want. It was one of the best-selling wrestling T-shirts in the world until Punk came back and came out with his white shirt that he wore on Rampage the first night. Um, So their impact is still there. And they're still there. They just have different members. But, yeah, Bullet Club is number two.
0: The Bullet Club's impact, Dylan, is... uh... It's definitely amazing if you think about it, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it, there's just there's so many leaders, there's so many people involved, but everything they did had a purpose, and I loved it. They're serious. You know, um, it, I I just I love the wrestling. Wrestling comes first in that group. It, mm-hmm. It's not about all these, these dumb moments. It, it's about seriousness and professional wrestling. You know, wrestling love the bullet club they didn't make my list um they're definitely one of my five um uh, honorable mentions i would have done but uh, i i love the bullet club and uh, how much they have evolved mm-hmm. in uh, recent history but um, yeah all right dylan i could not decide between my one and two it's switched all week um but my number two i decided on from a chemistry standpoint has to be a top stable of all time. <laughs> and their willingness to cheat and get the upper hand will always stick with me. Dylan, so my number two are the beautiful people. Wow. This guy, Madison, and Angela. So they were portrayed, Dylan, as these cocky Barbie dolls that tried to clear the ugly, quote unquote, from the DNA roster and worked to perfection. Their looks alone made them better than everyone else, and they really thought they deserved everything because they were better looking than the rest of the division. Uh, Sky and Rain ran the women's tag division, and Love went after the knockouts title a bunch of the times. I loved how they would use hairspray, but opponents' faces. and ben the Ro- They did everything to win, and I love that unique thing I unique i love rules i i just i love this team so the idea Dylan, I don't know if you know this was to mimic nicole ritchie and paris hilton from mean girls That's yep. how it all started um lacey von eric and cute kip were also members at one point but i mean everyone just knows i'm from you know the the, the main three um mm-hmm. the beautiful people had really good matches with Roxy, ODB, um, rest in peace, Daphne. Um, she at one point she would uh get involved with them, but mm-hmm. just how great they were at just being the character, they they just thrived. And remember, this was this was in a time where wrestling was a lot different. Um it it, it wasn't all professional wrestling, which I like, but this it had purpose, it had meaning. They followed the character and they just went on with it. And it, it always stuck to me. I loved how they were the villain. I love them. Uh, the mm-hmm. beautiful people are my number two. Yeah. It was during a
1: time of wrestling where, quite frankly, I hate to say it. Women's wrestling was not good. <clears throat> TNA but they were at the did. forefront of it. Right. <clears throat> TNA did all, has always done a good job with their women's division. Even during those times where women's wrestling wasn't profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, And this group was definitely at the forefront of that. Like you said, Uh, the name definitely fit because every woman in it was beautiful and still are. Uh, But that aside, uh, they're all good workers. They're very underrated workers. Yeah. Um, They were definitely better characters than I think they were wrestlers. Um, But that's okay because, like you said, the gimmick was so good. Um, It was so it was, it was cocky. Like yeah. we're, we're better looking than you, which means we're better than you. Um, it's definitely something that I think resonates with people because it can get under their skin. How people who think just cause they're attractive, they can get everything they want in life. Uh, male and female really. And that got under people's skin. And I think it made for a great heel faction and TNA, I think executed it. Uh, no pun intended beautifully. Mm-hmm. And, there there are multiple members in the group. You mentioned the core three, which were Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain. Quite frankly, really the core was Love and and Sky. They were who started it. Yeah. They, yeah. They they started it as just a tag team. They added other names. And even to this day, when Angelina Love and Velvet Sky do like a convention signing, like they're billed as the beautiful people. So that impact is still there. I mean, I've I've used that term a lot to talk about these groups, but it's you kind of have to um the fact that they're still known as the beautiful people to this day i think shows what kind of impact that group had um i like the pick they're they weren't on my list um and you had them at number 2 which means yeah. that's that's high that's high that's I, I like high. it yep.
0: i like it though i really do all right Dylan, number 1
1: you're going to give right, me so crap this is for Tate this Pino,
0: right yep all right yep
1: we're done <laughs> no this is uh jimmy wang yang and shannon
0: moore hey that would (laughs) have been probably gonna be better than your actual number one yeah you're gonna give me crap for my number one i know i don't think so i don't think so i think i know who your number one is but go on
1: you probably do if you know me
0: yeah my number one kyle formed in
1: 2012 okay they were unknowns quote unquote at the time and they dominated the scene no one could beat them no one could touch them um, they became champions Tag champions There were single champions Thrown in there um, When they broke up It was one of the most Beautifully executed Breakups of a team I've ever Seen in wrestling And people clamored that they Get back together they finally did And had another good run Great string of matches Oh no since they oh, broke up. No. no everyone. Oh. No. Everyone in the group became a world champion. No. Uh one person of which became a world champion in a different promotion. Oh no, no. Kyle, my number one. No, don't say it. Is the shield. No. Now, here's why I love the shield. They never added anyone else. It mm-hmm. was always the three of them um Rollins and Reigns became tag champions while Ambrose was United States Champion which at the time I think it might still stand correct me if I'm wrong he was the longest reigning United States Champion in WWE history because it was in WCW people had longer reigns so in WWE history he's the longest reigning United States Champion I think that still stands um Rollins is the one that broke up the group hitting Reigns in the back with a chair attacking Ambrose with the chair. This was right after they beat a reformed evolution in a two out of three falls match where they beat them two nothing. Like they dominated the match. Um, they dominated the feud. They beat them every single time they faced them. They also had <laughs> banger matches with the Wyatt family with, uh, with rest in peace, Luke Harper,
0: oh, Eric gosh. Rowan
1: and Bray Wyatt. But that was before Strowman was involved. So sad. Um, That was a banger of a match. Ambrose went on to have great matches with Harper in singles action, too, after The Shield broke up. Um, I mentioned they all became world champion. Rollins won Money in the Bank shortly after, and then won the world title at WrestleMania when everyone thought Reigns was about to be crowned as the champion and was going to be the poster boy of the company. Rollins stole the show, literally, took the belt, and ran out. Um, Roman finally did get his moment in the sun and became world champion. Ambrose also became WWE champion. Um, It had a great feud with Seth Rollins. Not for the belt, but they had a feud shortly after the group broke up, uh, which was amazing. They had a good Hell in a Cell match. They made a lumberjack match, fucking entertaining, which doesn't make sense to me. (sighs) I get it. It's a WWE group. And everyone's going to give me shit for it. You're going to call me a Vince guy. The moment we hop off this, I'm going to get text from you. I fucking know it. <laughs> uh, but I love the fact. So you notice like all the names that I mentioned before this, either added a member or they changed or they did mm. something. This group never changed. It was always the three of them. When they broke up, they didn't bring in another name mm. to fill the void of Seth Rollins. They just nope. simply weren't a thing anymore. Okay. And then they all got back together and then they broke up again. And then they got back together for one more night before Ambrose left the company. Who is now John Moxley. John Moxley has gone on to become AEW world champion too. So he's the yep. only one out of the three of them to be a world champion in two companies. Um, and I think that needs to be spoken about. So they're all legit single stars, but when they were a group, they were fucking dominant too. And you don't see that a lot with factions. And that's why they're my number one.
0: Dylan, I have to fact check you real quick because uh, you said they never added a member and that is actually not true. Don't mention Kurt Angle. They met, they added Kurt Angle to the group. So um, Dylan, I, I, I have to fact check you. That is not correct. Um, they Kurt, Kurt, they was Kurt Angle was a member of the Shield. They added Kurt Angle for one night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Reigns, he was a member of the Shield. They added him because Roman brother. Reigns had laryngitis, brother. <laughs> And couldn't it, it wrestle a pay-per-view. Doesn't matter.
1: Kurt Angle
0: <laughs> Shield, brother. When people think about Kurt Angle, they think about him with a shield. <laughs> Stop don't make me laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Dude Kurt Angle. Remember that pay-per-view? <clears throat> remember that pay-per-view when Angle had to replace Roman Reigns because he had yes. laryngitis, but also Bay Wyatt also had was also sick too and he had to get replaced yes. by AJ Styles. That was a great yep. night. It was. That was a great night. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it, it oh, was a great God. night. No, but uh, the the impact that they had, it was it was definitely memorable. <clears throat> um, you know, guys coming from NXT. It, it was one of the it was the first group that we really, really saw take off yep. um from NXT. And you know, I, I'm not denying their their talent of all three guys, I'm not denying the talent that they had just as a group. I think the the problem with the shield is they got they they just showcased them so much that they got very repetitive towards the end. They didn't have a lot of um, variety at the very end. Um, they also Dylan had a match with that Rock Pain and Big Show. You feel you feel to say in your rundown yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, um, right. <laughs> that happened. But uh, no, 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 I, um, I, I just. That they're probably in my top 15 because I loved Dean Ambrose, especially in this group. I loved Sa- mm-hmm. I even liked Roman on this part. Um, we all knew that Roman was going to be the guy from this group and everyone knew that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I liked the pick. I, I had a feeling it was going to be the pick. I thought either this or evolution was going to be your number one. Um, but, uh, You know it's a WWE group, so you know I kind of have mixed feelings towards it. But uh, you can't deny um, what they did. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Dylan. So, my number one. So this was a stable for 2016. Made their Mm -hmm. presence felt against a top tag team in the entire world. To the new day. The uniqueness and presence of the group will never be matched ever. Dylan, my favorite stable of all time is TNA's Decay. I knew it. I fucking knew it. The formation of Rosemary and the backstory of her character with Bram and, you know, her at this house and on the tire swing is a top three idea TNA has ever done in their history. Pairing her with Crazy Steve, who played this dark clown character in Abyss, who was in this Chasing Demons character... But everything about this team just worked, and it clicked from day one. Their theme was great, and it cut, and it hit for them. The um, message of bringing darkness into the world and bringing anger plus violence into TNA just fit them so well. Rosemary captured the Knockouts title from Jade, or Mia Yin right now. Um, Steve and Abyss champions defeating Beer Money in a Valley of Shadow match. Um, but everything, but everything they did, Dylan, just, it had a purpose. And I loved it. Um, every bad thing that happened to them, they had a, a vendetta against the whole locker room and you could see it in their matches, Rosemary's promos, the storytelling, it, everything. It just made sense. and I loved it. They had great mm-hmm. feuds with the Bromans, um, who we love oh, bromance, um, the Helms Dynasty, um, loved them as well. But Dylan, the team will be known for the Great War against the Hardys, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. If you have not seen the Great War, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. As soon as we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosemary stealing King Maxwell, it made the feud personal. It, it just made Decay perfect. Decay still exists today without abyss. Um, the addition of Havoc and and Black Tarsus or Taurus, I think uh, they call them now, but um, it, it wasn't what it was when it first happened or when it first um, came together. Mm-hmm. But man, Rosemary, I mean, she single-handedly made the team what they were, and um, I just I loved how dark and vile this team was. I, I just loved everything about Decay. Um they're my number one team of all time. that
1: doesn't shock me. <clears throat> God I can't talk. That doesn't shock me one bit i had I actually have them down as an honorable mention did you uh to be on yep um and I had a feeling they were gonna be on your list. Did I think number one? no, but it yes. doesn't surprise me um i I love Rosemary not as much as you do, but I definitely. I I get it, um, the Great War with the Hardys, to me is one of those things in wrestling that if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. Much like you said, um, I might go rewatch it. You probably will, um, mm-hmm. before you watch the Lions get slaughtered. But <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll we'll talk about that off off air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I I dig Decay and I have since day one. It was something different, um, but it also resonated with people, I think. You mentioned during the Great War how they added kidnapping to the storyline, which made the storyline much more personal, like you said. Definitely amplified it and made those matches um, more meaningful. So it wasn't just like they were a scary gimmick. like There was legit storytelling involved, and I dug that. They don't have the accolades of the other teams that you mentioned on your list or mm-hmm. on my list, but that, that can kind of go to the side for a list like this because it's about impact, not necessarily who has the most world titles or tag titles and all that stuff. They don't have the accolades of the teams that we've mentioned, and that's okay because they were still a very meaningful team, um, and I think that's a little more important than, oh, well, they won this many world titles. Yeah, I know. I use that for a lot of my reasoning, but I I like your pick. Um, like I said, they almost made my list, to be honest. And I toyed with, you know, I mentioned New Day and the Elite uh, Decay. I would have put in that group too to potentially dethrone the NWO. They almost made number five. If I'm going to wow. be honest with you.
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: But I just did NWO for the impact of the Monday Night Wars. But
0: um, but yeah. I dig it. I dig these lists, too. I think we each had good ones. I think we had good ones. I was very surprised the Legacy or Evolution did not make your list. I love them. I do. Because I love Randy Orton. But, I don't know. I,
1: I just don't, I didn't, I don't see the impact. I know I've said it a lot, but I don't see the impact with them as I did with other members on my list. That's why I left them off.
0: Alright, Dylan, uh, would you like to go into your dummy yam yeah moment of the week? <laughs> we enjoyed this segment a lot. <clears throat> And, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was great. So, uh, Dylan, would you like to say your dummy ammo in the week?
1: Yeah, these WWE guys need to shut their fucking mouth before they go break- bankrupt. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns is still saying that AEW is no competition to WWE. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, they're putting out a better product. They're beating them in ratings. Rampage, which is still a new show, it's only been around for two months, almost beat SmackDown. That's been around for 25 years. Um, and you're still going to say there are no competition. You're going to discredit the impact that Punk's return had on wrestling. You're going to discredit the move that Adam Cole made. The impact that Brian Danielson has had since he went back to pro wrestling. Yes, I'm going to steal Punk's turn because WWE is not pro wrestling They're sports mm-hmm. entertainment and that's what they want to be, okay, fine. But AEW is churning out a better product in such a short time. They've only been around two years, Kyle. They've only been around two years, and they have a better product than WWE has had in the last, what, four or five?
0: More than that. If I'm wrong, probably mm-hmm. longer.
1: Um, and Roman Reigns, who's at the forefront of WWE, who is the face of WWE, I get it. You can't give credit to your competition, but you're not even going to acknowledge that they're competition. That's a fucking joke. And you know it. So Roman Reigns makes my dummy moment for saying that AEW is not
0: competition to WWE. Cause that's fucking stupid. Dylan, if Roman Reigns does not lose to Brock Lesnar, he might not lose until 2023, 2024. I'm dead when serious. He, yeah. When he faces the rock, yeah. In 2023. I know. That's cool. <clears throat> So, if, if Brock does not win... like, So, Dylan, quickly before I go in, um, we're not doing a, um, a reaction rate prediction. Um, who do you got, Brock or Roman?
1: <sighs> it's so much of a toss-up. Because <clears throat> I agree with your sentiment of if Brock's not the one to beat him, no one's going to beat him. But also... I don't want Brock to win. So, even though I don't really want him to win, I'm going to go Brock Lesnar because who's going to beat Roman if Brock doesn't? So, I'm I going to understand go that.
0: I, I just think they're building Roman. <clears throat> I, just, I just think they want him to be the most dominant force I've ever had. I'm actually going Roman. Um, and then we're just going to get a lot more him in the next couple of months. But, Dylan, my dummy moment of the week just goes to WWE. So, Dylan, with AEW, like you just said, they actually are serious competition for WWE. Mm -hmm. There's another wrestling company that is getting a U.S. TV deal, and that is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Hardcore wrestling fans are going to love watching this week in and week out. With WWE being the worst company of any of the bigger promotions, WWE Mm -hmm. is just going to keep losing fans and ratings rapidly. New Japan is amazing. I cannot wait To have more access to uh, watch They will be on Viceland um, if that deal actually Does uh, come out So I'm just super super excited to see what this um, Company has in store So my dummy yeah moment of the week Goes to WWE because they're going to Keep losing fans Because of how good New Japan is Right now
1: Yeah and the sad part about it is WWE continues (laughs) Continuously Denies that they have competition Yep. It's okay to admit that you have competition. It's okay to admit that there's other companies out there. <clears throat> they want to walk around like no one else exists and they live in a bubble. And that's been their downfall for years is the fact that they don't acknowledge them. I get it. You don't want to hype up your competition. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. You don't want to hype up your competition, but... The thing that AEW does is they know WWE's out there. The thing that New Japan does is they know other companies are out there. All these other promotions acknowledge the fact that something else exists. WWE doesn't. And it's their downfall. In, in, in a weird way. And, you know, I mentioned Roman doesn't see AEW as competition. You're mentioning that New Japan's about to get a US TV deal, which is going to further hurt the ratings of WWE. Right? So oh, yeah, yep. Um they need to do something. And if if WWE was hitting on all cylinders, like if you look at their roster, they should be and they're not. This wouldn't be super newsworthy outside of the fact that New Japan's getting a US TV deal. Yeah. But now now it's New Japan's getting a TV deal and it's going to hurt WWE. If WWE is doing what they should be doing, it shouldn't hurt them, right? No, um, it wouldn't hurt them. but the fact that they're churning out the worst product that they have in many many years, and these better products are getting more eyes. I'm just saying,
0: it, I I wouldn't want to work in WWE right now. I can tell you that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Because eh, it's going to get bad. Um, so, Dylan, would you like to tell everyone what we are doing next week, and then uh, get us out of here for the week?
1: I hope you cut me off and tell me we're going to do something different. I'm hoping for an audible. We're not. Alright, so next week Kyle and I will react to everything that happened at Crown Jewel.
0: Oh, as, no. you tell,
1: <laughs> as you can tell, as you can tell, I'm not super stoked about it. Oh, no. I, was, I was hoping he would call an audible and say, no Dylan, we're going to do something different. We're not. Guys, we're watching Crown Jewel. Oh no. <laughs> and we're going to tell you about it. So, uh, that's fucking next week. My my favorite pay per view according to Kyle. Cannot wait.
0: Um they and this too. And they're... I will say
1: so. okay, I will say, looking at the card that's been announced, it's not a terrible card. It's not. It looks like a good card. I just have so much beef <laughs> with these shows. Um, but I'm not gonna get into all the, the... Yeah the blood money takes that everyone says it is. Uh, but that's kind of it. And the fact that previous installments of the Super Showdown Crown Jewel sagas just haven't been good. No. Um, but I'm hoping for a better show this time. We'll see
0: what happens. Uh, Dylan, one of his, <clears> his favorite <throat> matches, was Goldberg versus The Undertaker? Oh, God. There's a guy. That oh, match. dude, it, it it's me by far multiple times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and he even has a DVD, um, of that event just cause he watches that and so much. I have five posters on my wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to Dylan for uh, <clears throat> doing the show this week, even though he is, uh, sick. So, <laughs> Dude, um, I, I feel fucking terrible. I, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to you. And before we get off the air. So unfortunately, as I mean, you guys know, as right now, we did not get that next, um, that interview that we wanted for this week. However, I did hear from them this morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be in contact with them. So hopefully at the end of November, um, we can get that out. We can get that rolling. So um, don't worry. That is going to become a thing. We just don't know a time and that yet. So uh, that interview will be going on. I'm not going to say who it is just because if you know, something were that inaudible, like Dylan said, happened, but uh I think that one's going to happen and expect that the end of November and we mm-hmm. have procedures coming up November 6th. So we got some really big stuff coming yep. and uh, should be excited. So um, yep. that's all I got for this week. Um, Don't you got anything else? Uh, no, I'm going to run to the store and get some fucking medicine. I tell you that. All much. right. We are on the road to crown <clears throat> jewel and uh, we will catch everyone next week with those reactions. Oh, and uh I'm not looking forward to it.